This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, your source to healthy living. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. I want to start today's show with a quote from Priscilla Presley. Inner beauty should be the most important part of improving oneself. Why did I choose this quote? Well, today's show is dedicated to helping us focus on our inner beauty and how we can improve on that. Focusing on yourself and how to make you better is part of working toward optimal health. We all come in different sizes, shapes, forms, with different strengths, passions, and desires, and this is quite all right. We need to start appreciating ourselves and others for these differences. To help us do that is Terry Lowe. She'll be joining us today for the show. Terry, I cannot thank you enough for being here today. Hi, Claudia. So happy to be here. Really excited to chat with you today. Me too. And I thought we could start the show by sharing your story and your journey with the listeners. So when you first started your journey, you were also known as the fat skinny girl. Tell us how this all started. For sure. Um, so I'm going to, let's go back, I'm going to say three, four years now. I was working, you know, big corporate jobs. I was traveling all the time and uh, it was really just taking over my life and I was feeling exhausted. I was not prioritizing myself and I kind of decided, hey, I'm going to leave this all behind and I'm going to focus on myself. I joined a much smaller company and I thought this is my moment in time. I was going to shed some weight. I was going to get healthy. And I was going to do all the things that we say. And for the first time in my life, it wasn't just something I was saying. It was something I was actually going to do. And so that journey started in 2019. I'm going to say about May. I took the summer off, did not work, uh, and really started to focus on my health. And at that time, I said, I'm going to start an Instagram account. I'm going to call it Fat Skinny Girl because I felt like I was like this skinny girl trapped in like this larger body. And so that's what I called myself. And I documented my health journey. And um, as the health journey progressed, um, so did my mindset. And it became a lot less about weight loss and a lot more about my health. And even though um, I lost 50 pounds, which was lovely, um, it was about how I felt. And I woke up every morning energized and excited to take on the day. And so I realized it really wasn't about fat or skinny. And I would never use those words to describe a friend or anyone I knew or anybody. And so I changed my name and I went to Terry Lowe, which is my name. And I was all about feeling good in the body that you're in and feeling healthy. And that, of course, feeling healthy comes along with eating right, moving your body every day. Uh, But it was less about what the body looked like, more about how the body felt, if that makes sense. You know what? That makes complete sense. So I think the question I have is, you started to feel really good when you started focusing on your health. And I like that you said that because I, I'm, I agree with that. I think it's all about how you feel. But mm-hmm. prior to that, were you actually feeling unwell? Were you not happy mm-hmm. with how you were feeling? So was that the motivation behind it? Yeah, it was, you know, it was getting up in the morning and feeling exhausted. And I was, you know, at the time I was not even 40 mm-hmm. um, or just turned 40, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should be energized. I'm young. I have three daughters, you know, potentially grandkids in my future. Like I wanted to wake up feeling energized and I was waking up feeling exhausted. I said, something's not working. And, you know, I was eating bad foods. I was drinking too much wine. I wasn't exercising. I was on airplanes and in restaurants all the time. And I said, I had like a moment in time realization that this is just not what I want for my life and enough is enough. And, um, 
you know, it's funny because it always starts as a weight loss journey. You're like, I'm going to lose, you know, 40, 50 pounds, and then I'm going to be happy. And what I realized in the three years was that I just want to feel good. And when you feel good, you automatically look good because it's about confidence and it's about how you show up every day. And so it was that feeling of exhaustion that really triggered me to say, it, something's not working. Something's not right here. And I just love that you um, decided to focus on your health and not focus on um, the idea of being fat or skinny, because what is that really? Mm-hmm. Nobody's fat. Nobody's skinny. Everybody right. should just be categorized as super healthy. You're feeling your best, and you're doing your best, and that's what it should be. And I love that and you... It's funny. it's funny that you say that, because, you know, everybody is so different. And, you know, some people have a certain metabolism or show up a certain way. They may be perceived as skinny. It doesn't mean they're healthy, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if you're eating well and you're moving your body and you're fueling yourself properly and you feel great, truly and honestly, that needs to be enough. Mm -hmm. And it really should be. And that's why I'm so thrilled that we're having this conversation because I feel like there needs to be a lot more of that in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you began this journey in 2019 and then, you know, pandemic hit and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it probably wasn't easy. So along the way, you had so many ups and downs. And how have you and how did you handle that? You know, it was, I think you either went one of two ways during the pandemic. You either kind of threw in the towel and said, um, I'm just going to enjoy the pandemic and, you know, just enjoy being home. And you thought, hey, how long could this possibly last? And um, I went the other way. And I said, hey, I'm not going to be on a plane. I'm not going to be traveling. I am going to be stuck at home. Here's a moment in time where I can really focus on me and not prioritize really anyone else. And so I took that time because I was at the time, going to the gym and, you know, running outside and I invested in myself. I got some equipment for home. I fueled myself properly and really said, I'm going to stay healthy through this pandemic. And I'm really happy I did because, you know, what I thought was going to be a few months at home turned out to obviously be a few years. (laughs) (laughs) And so here we are. And I'm glad I made that choice because I'm in a much better place for it now. And it, and you almost probably feel like it was a gift that you had the opportunity to really focus on what was going to make you be your best you. You know, it's funny because, you know, I, I try not to say that because I know so many people have been impacted mm-hmm. by the pandemic, but it was truly, you, you said it perfectly, it was truly a gift for me. Mm-hmm. It put me in a position where I didn't have a choice but to focus on myself, whereas, you know, if life had continued as normal, um, I don't know that I would have been as successful on finding what healthy meant to me. I would have been in my old routines, you know, on planes and doing all the things and not focused on my well-being. And now I know very clearly what I need to do to feel my best. And it's because of the time I've had at home. And, uh, you know, and your motivation to other women or people who really want to make significant changes in their life. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Now, since you experienced firsthand how quickly time flies, because you have a daughter that went off to university and uh, your other daughter moved out, how has this changed your routine and how has this impacted you? Because so many people, you know, change is scary. Um, You know, the empty nest feeling is, Mm. you know, is one of those things where you just, you associate it with being depressed and tie, you know, how did that mm-hmm. impact you positively? It's interesting because I have three daughters. I have one teen left at home mm-hmm. and it's looming, right? Like, you know, as 
my oldest moved out and my middle daughter went to university, I was like, holy cow, we are going to be um, on our own, my husband and I, in a year and a half from now. And I've talked about it with my mother and my mother-in-law. And it's really been about exploring new things that we can do to keep ourselves occupied other than watching TV on the couch at night. And, and so, you know, we're like, we're going to take up golf a little bit more seriously. We bought ourselves bikes in preparation for the spring so that we can get out and do more things. Um, we're exploring joining a gym together, you know, like we're just trying to figure out what that new life is going to look like. Cause you're right. It could be very, like, I'm, I'm actually worried as my daughters go off, you know, I have one left and like a whole of my energy is going into her. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for her, but <laughs> I'm putting everything I have into her. And then, you know, it'd be very easy to slip into old habits, um, be not, you know, busy, being home, sitting on the couch. And so it's really important to come up with new things that engage your mind and keep you busy. So that's an important piece of my life right now is figuring that all out. And so when the world shut down, Okay, and going to the gym was not an option because you said before that you started going to the gym mm. and uh, you were feeling really good. You tried to do something that you never thought you would do. You started running. So how did yeah. this change your health and wellness goals and your perspective of yourself? Yes, it's a good question. Like when, I, when you say something I'd never done, I mean, never in a million years would I have ever categorized myself or thought that I could run. As a matter of fact, I hated it. So anyone out there who's never run and hates running, I feel you. And I said, well, at the time I had no home equipment, right? So, and I wasn't willing to stop my journey. And I said, listen, I'm going to walk to the end of my block. And that's where I started. Literally walked to the end of my block, walk back home. And then that grew over months. And I finally got to a place where I was like running for a minute, walking for a minute, running for two minutes, walking for one minute. So I slowly started to explore. And the more I did, the better I felt and the more I enjoyed it. Like I truly and honestly enjoyed it. And it's interesting last summer, I didn't take it back up because it got so hot. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to the spring to going back to that, but it's, I'm going to be starting over and it's not about, you're just competing with yourself, right? Like mm -hmm. who cares if you walk for a minute and run for a minute, who cares if you walk for five minutes and run for 30 seconds, as long as you're getting out there and moving your body, that's what I've learned is that there's no standard to set for yourself. Just get out there and move and do something and you will feel so, so much better. So you said something interesting about how you took a break from running last summer, but you're really excited to get started again. What can you tell listeners that could motivate them to try something that they may not otherwise want to try or feel that they could even accomplish? That's a very good question. I think I, I, I know now for me, that the number one reason I fail when I set new goals is because I go at it too hard. You know, there, we need to understand there doesn't need to be a timeline to achieving your goals or trying something new. You know, if you're going to try something new, let's call it running, but it can be anything. Start by saying, I'm going to do it three times a week and I'm going to go out for 15 minutes and that's it. And just do that consistently. That is the biggest tip. It's about doing it consistently, no matter how small. And then once you've conquered that three times a week as an example for 15 minutes, say, okay, I'm now going to go to four times a week for 25 minutes. And it's about taking small bites, like going at it slowly so that you're not demoralizing yourself or you're not failing and then saying, oh, I can't do this. Make it achievable. I think that's the, the best advice I can give.
I, I really like that because I feel like when you see other people doing something that you maybe want to try, but you're too scared, you're right. We go in too hard and too fast, whereas taking it slowly and maybe trying it. Now, it probably wasn't easy. You probably started running that first two minutes and thought, oh my gosh, this is, I'm mm-hmm. never going to be able to do this. But you kept going, right? Right. I, it was so funny because the first time, which was like a run to the end of my block, which is like not even half a kilometer, um, I could not breathe, like literally could not breathe. And I said, I hate running. I can't believe I'm doing this. I hate it. And I literally took a step back and said, okay, we're going to walk for the first little bit. And then I'm going to run. And when I feel exhausted, I'm just going to stop. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to walk again. And I made it completely achievable so that I didn't give up on what I was trying to do. As soon as you put unrealistic expectations on yourself, to me, that just equals failure. That's that's a very, very good point. And you're right. Just start slow and just be consistent. Now, you never set out to be a social media influencer. You just decided to kind of, you know, document your wellness journey. But now that you are kind of quite a sensation, how do you feel about the impact or the positive impact you're having on so many people? I mean, you're right. I never, it was never my intention, um, but the community grew and it grew very quickly. And, you know, I just like to create a space or a community where we can all support each other. And, you know, there's really no negativity in my space. And it's just about supporting each other and going after the things we want and focusing on things that we have in common. And so, you know, we focus on health and we focus on food and we focus on fashion. And, you know, we just focus on things that make us happy and keep us healthy And it's been really interesting to have a two-way interaction in my community with, you know, all the women, you know, that follow me and are part of the community. And it's so fun to be around so many women that are like-minded. Sometimes it's hard to find that in your day-to-day life. You know, sometimes those are some of the obstacles is, you know, you may have a partner who's not, you know, into the same things that you're in, but we have a community where everybody is positive, focused on health focused on being the best version of themselves. And that has brought brought so much joy to me and I hope to the community members also. And so that's a really good point. And before you start your, you started the journey back in 2019 to now, would you say that focusing on all of those things that you mentioned, so eating better, being happier, you know, focusing on fashion, things that kind of inspire you, do you feel like that, has helped you. So being healthier has helped you really enjoy all those things. 100%. You know, it's just, it's from the inside out. Like when you feel good inside, everything just seems brighter. It's so funny because as you get healthy, fashion kind of starts to mean so much more to you and you spend (laughs) so much more money because you're feeling good. You want to look good. I mean, I can't even are talking to you about my Sephora bill this year. Like it's crazy because I feel good and I want to look good. I want my outside to reflect what I'm feeling on the inside. So it totally is a, like it's reactive, right? Like when you feel good, you just want everything around you to take on that persona of how good you feel. And so before we go to break, do you think that being healthy equals being happy? I mean, it's 150%, you know, in my younger years, you know, I went through the whole phase of, you know, the more money I make, the happier I will be, uh, the more successful I am in my career, the happier I will be. And 
I've really had that mindset for so long and now it's complete opposite. I tell my daughters, do what makes you happy and you will be successful and you will be healthy and happy. It's not the other way around. And it often means making some difficult decisions in your life about what you like to do and understanding that your lifestyle may change, but you may be happier as a result of that, which is worth so much more than, than the money at the end of the day. I could not agree more. When we come back, no more fat skinny girl and amazing air fryer recipes. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Terry and I were discussing ways to get confident about your health journey. She shared that the journey is equally as important as the results. So recently, you decided to change your social media name from Fat Skinny Girl to your actual name, Terry Lowe. Why the change? I know you discussed it briefly in the first part of the segment, but I love this message and I want everybody to hear it. I mean, it was a huge decision. My Instagram, my TikTok, my YouTube, my Pinterest, everything's been switched to the Terry Lowe. And, you know, I had so many discussions, as you can imagine, because my community is quite large. And I was worried that changing my name might confuse people. Um, You know, they wouldn't understand. And then I just pulled the trigger and did it. And the reason I did it was um, because I would never use today, now, the words fat and skinny to describe anybody, not a friend, not a stranger, nobody, because I understand deep in my heart now that health has nothing to do with the size of your body or how your body looks. And so I really felt strongly about that. It took me a while to get there, but once I did, I said, I'm just going to do this because I think it's the right thing to do. And so I did that. And the response to that change was overwhelming, all positive And it's only actually today on a blog that I wrote, somebody said, oh, you changed your name. Does this mean you're not focused on weight loss anymore? And the answer to that is I am not focused on weight loss anymore, like at all. I'm only focused on health. Now, does that mean weight loss may come with that? Of course. But it's less about how much weight I lose or what the number on the scale is. And it's all about how I feel every day when I wake up. So making that change, I think, was an important part of my health journey. Mm-hmm. And I love that you state our bodies change. Can we please normalize that? This is one of your blogs and I loved it. So this is so profound and so important for all of us to understand, especially young women. So our bodies change, it's supposed to change, and we should accept every change that happens. 100%. And it's interesting because, you know, with daughters who have so much pressure from the media to look a certain way. And I can see how upsetting it could be to them if there's a little bit of a change in their body and trying to teach them that it's totally normal. You know, if you go from being a competitive athlete to not moving as much as you used to, or if you're going through puberty or like me, I mean, I'm not going through menopause yet, but it will come, you know, post having children. Like there's just so many different phases of our lives. And, you know, if your weight is fluctuating a little bit and your body is changing a little bit, instead of 
you know, talking negatively about that. It's about talking about that is normal. That is completely normal. If you have three kids, your body will not look the same way as it did before you had kids. You grew, you expanded, you retracted, you grew again. It's an impossibility. And so setting these completely unrealistic expectations on women is really, really harmful. And I think the more we can talk about it and normalize the fact that bodies change, the more people will learn to understand that that is normal, not what you see in magazines or on TV or on social media. And, you know, that's a really good point. We have to accept that our bodies do. They should change. Everything changes. We don't see it, but our hormones are constantly changing from birth to adolescence to puberty to, you know, childbearing years. That has to change to accommodate what we're supposed to do in this lifetime. So we have to accept that and just kind of go with it. I feel like this is a great message. So I'm sure that all the people out there who are watching and listening to you appreciate that. Now, do you feel that your influence on improving, you know, self-love, confidence, and acceptance will span like several generations? Do you want it to? Do you want young girls to realize that what you're doing is setting the stage for them? Mm -hmm. I mean, I I would like to think that yes. I mean, there's so many amazing, um, powerful women that are messaging this now, you know, and I wish, wish, wish I had that when I was younger. And I don't know, as I watch my teenage girls, I don't know if my girls will hear it in their teenage years because there's still so much at them telling them that it's not normal for their bodies to change, that I think it will take a lot of time. So I feel like the more people talk about it, the more it will normalize itself, you know? And I wish Mm -hmm. I saw more influencers their age talking about it. And, you know, I think, you know, as women, we come into ourselves in our late thirties and early forties, you know, and, and we realize what is right and what is wrong. And we talk about these things. It'd be nice to hear these conversations happening with teenagers. And so how has your health journey influenced your own girls? Has it influenced your relationship? Has it impacted your relationship positively? I mean, there's so much, of course, as moms, we can go, we wish we could go back and change. You know, I wish I hadn't talked about, you know, dieting when they were little about myself, not never to them, but you know, they, they watch and learn from you. So as I was on and off all of my different fat diets, of course, they saw that they observed that they learned from that. And I wish I could rewind time and, and change that knowing what I know now. Um, but you know, we've had very, very good conversations about body image and, how it's okay, you know, for your body to change, you know, do they believe that? I don't know. I mean, they listen. Here's what I can tell you. I know that they listen and I hope over time they will understand it. But, you know, of course, everything that's thrown at them at their age has so much more impact than what their mom is telling them. You know, they don't think we know what we're talking about. <laughs> so the messaging that they hear is completely the con- is contrary to what I tell them. And so that's what I'm battling. And, and it is, it is difficult. But I feel like that, you know, over time, as they go through all these trials and tribulations up and down, Mm -hmm. uh, try to sort themselves out, that eventually it'll come first circle and they'll just remember what mom did for herself and and understand. And I feel like I'm a mother of a daughter and, um, you know, she's a bit younger, but I try to do everything so that, you know, she sees it later on because they're going to have to go through all these things, but they're going to have to find their strength. And I'm hoping that with your help and, you know, other women finding confidence in themselves that they're going to get on the right path. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, here's what I can tell you is I hear from all of them all the time how proud they are of what I'm doing, the community I've built, the messaging that I sent out there. They repost me on their social medias <laughs> all the time. Um, you know, and it's interesting because I say to them, does it embarrass you at all? Like, you know, if they're like, no, we're so proud. And I remember me as a teenager, like, how would I have felt if my mom was, you know, making a post about, you know, her stomach and how she's confident in her stomach and she's putting it out there. I don't know how I would have felt. So I'm always very cognizant of that. And I check in with them and I do know that they're very proud, um, which makes me so happy, which makes me think, okay, they're hearing what I'm saying. They're listening, you know? And that's, that's very important. I think that's the most important part. Now, part mm-hmm. of your journey has been to find healthy recipes that are going to elevate your health. You've become the air fryer queen. <laughs> and I have yes, to tell I you, have. I've tried several of those recipes. And you know what? Steak in the air fryer, you know what? It was a hit in our house. So how did it happen? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. My mom, myself, we have always loved to cook. Like we are happiest in the kitchen. And um, I was introduced to air frying. I can't even remember how I was introduced to it, to be quite honest. I think my daughter, who's the interior designer, my oldest daughter, mm-hmm. she's like, you know, and she works for like a firm that is that builds lovely, lovely homes. And she says, you know, people are like asking us to build in these air fryers. and <laughs> It's becoming such a trend. And so I bought it and it really changed my life and how I cook, to be quite honest. And then I said, I'm going to share this. Like people need to know how amazing air fryers are. (laughs) And so it kind of took off, you know, and if you air fry at home, you know, like you get, you know, the same effects as deep frying without any of the uh, unhealthy things that come along with deep frying, you know, like my salmon in the air fryer is just probably my favorite thing in the world to do in the air fryer. And it comes out crispy and juicy and all the things. And so, um, certainly on TikTok, I am the air fryer queen for sure. And of course on Instagram as well. And, um, I just love the recipes and it brings me joy to share them. And people have obviously taken to them, which is really, really nice. Yeah, I know I have. And I love my air fryer because first of all, it's quick, but you know what? You're right. You can create healthy meals in a fraction of the time and, um, and you're still eating really well. You know, I can't thank you enough for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. I'm so impressed with the message, and I'm hoping that you continue to reach so many people out there. But if listeners want to learn more about you and to enjoy some of your recipes in the air fryer, how can they do that? Uh, they can certainly find me on Instagram at the Terry Lowe and then on TikTok at the Terry Lowe as well. All platforms. Um, have that name now. And it was such a pleasure talking to you, Claudia. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to do this again. We're going to do this again. We're going to regroup and find out where you're at in your health journey, probably in a few months. So thanks Amazing. again. Awesome. You can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Makiela or my website, ClaudiaMakiela.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at healthyplanetcanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.